We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Bye-bye. Tripping. I'm out of here anyway. We's there. For those of you that want to see the Tim Anderson docuseries, I retweeted a link to it. If you follow me on Twitter at Lawrence W Holmes, it's also my tag for Instagram, but it's up there for you that you could just check it out yourself. If you want top of the hour is being brought to you by DuckDuckGo, privacy simplified and transition is being brought to you by Amy kite of Keller Williams, realty infinity Parkinson Spiegel are in the house Boys, that was a nice Bulls win last night. A needed, needed Bulls win. Must win, right? It, it in was that a, situation, for sure, Danny, where, where you get to push them back to two and a half games behind you for the for the play-in, yes, must, must win. And, and not in like a Bernstein technicality way, where it's like, well, they are have more games, so it's not technically a must win. No, 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 but for all intents and purposes. Nice. You know, that was, that, that was a must win. And it was a fun watch. That's what I liked. I was like, oh, yeah, I totally remember this feeling of look at them playing defense. Look at them running. Oh, and this guy works off the bench, and that guy works off the bench. And Zach takes over for a spell. Then DeMar takes over for a spell, and it, it was not in doubt. Been a long time since he had one that felt like that from our perspective. It's, it's nice, too, where you see – the the actual benefits of well we we have this guy back or this guy back where it, it it was kind of a nebulous thing but seeing the the evidence of your rotations shortening up and you not having to play Derek Jones Jr. you know, more minutes than you should probably play him mm-hmm. that that you can that those minutes are being eaten by Io and P will like that's what you want. Well, you know, Io, Io, we've learned now has a lot of tools in the toolbox. Like he's got a lot of different things, and it's and he's never going to be this guy. But on the day when Jamal Crawford retired, Io just kind of settled into all of a sudden just come out and be aggressive, kid. And he was so aggressive, wasn't he? Every yes. chance he had to shoot, every chance he had to drive. And and that's not something that he should do if he's the starter out there at point guard and kind of helping to set the template and distribute. But in the role that he's in last night with Caruso starting, Io can just go out there and do that. And, he, and he's got that tool. He's got that tool in the box, and he accessed it last night. It might fit. That might fit him better than we thought. It's a it's a weird spot. Like Patrick Williams and Io off the bench is a promising bench, but it's an inexperienced one. Right. You know, uh, Caruso coming off the bench makes a lot more sense uh, on a, on a really good team. I know on this team it now makes sense for for him to be a starter because of the Lonzo injury, but 
Like the best version of the Bulls, I, I don't think has Caruso in the starting line. No, I think you're right. But because of what he brings to the, the, the overall team defensive intensity and activity, he feels kind of essential in the starting lineup now that he's healthy. Like it's just because Lonzo isn't there to do the same thing. Correct. Yeah. Could you imagine how bad yesterday would have felt had they lost and you're getting the Lonzo news? Yeah, the Lonzo news happened uh, with about 30 minutes left in the show. And <laughs> I think we were try- We wanted to do something. We had something kind of silly planned for that segment. And Instead, we it- just cried together. Yeah, it was just like oh, <laughs> some weeping. Lawrence, like what a range of emotions this season has been. Like we went into it where the optimist was the four seed. You know, like the the best case scenario that basically anyone was painting was, yeah, maybe they could host the first round playoff series. And then it was they might have the MVP and home court advantage and the executive of the year and the coach of the year and like all these accolades. And before yesterday's game, it was Lonzo can't run for 10 days. And if they lose tonight, they're a half game out of the play in. Right. Like it's been a roller coaster, man. Yeah, and Lawrence, I don't know. I mean, maybe a lot of people have joined me, but at this point, I, I, I said it yesterday. I too, in solidarity, will not run for ten days. Okay. That's, so I see. I see you. You stepping up for Lonzo. Yes, I, I like that. Although I did ride a bike this morning in a dark gym, as my wife did much more uh, uh, aggressive and you know um, higher caliber exercise things. Why was it a dark gym? Well. I mean, I, I suppose. Are you not familiar with gyms? They have lights. I did turn on the lights. Okay. Uh, so that's a good point. But it was still dark outside. Yeah, There's the, a lot of natural light. Yeah, the darkness outside. Like, you got to yeah. fight through that if you're in the gym. Like, I was that dude. I mean, she frequently is. But I was that dude at 410 in the morning sitting on a sit, sitting on an exercise bike. In a, what? In a, yeah, that was me. Today? Uh, yeah, that was me today. But you know what I did? Voluntarily? Voluntarily? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I voluntarily and, and voluntarily. Both of them. So, I did it. So what's she doing? Is she doing, like, some plyometric stuff? Is she doing, she doing the heavy weights? She runs like She runs five miles. Wait, you don't like me working out? Not why. at 410 in the morning. Why? What's wrong? That's Okay. Early I mean, Bulls good. game. Early Bulls game. I caught all of it. Was asleep very shortly after the Bulls game. Danny, he's like an NFL coach now, man. You, that's you that's better, right. You better start stepping I, up your preparation. I sleep at the office, kid. Let's go. You know, I I didn't drink. There was no wine at all it, last it, night. I, all I know is this wasn't your idea. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you can you can spin it however you want on the air. I didn't you say can, it was you my can, idea. You can make me out to be the bad guy. No, I didn't say it was my idea. No way. You did this voluntarily Wait a minute. without some pressure, and there's no way it was your idea. Well, this I don't is, believe it. This is the thing. It, it was, it, she does it, and it was certainly her idea, but she did not lean on me with the pressure. She did not. I had the option. My my half of the mm-hmm. bed, my half of the bed was still available and, and, and open. And, and, I then, was, and then her half was available. You could have just been like the, the king dude, of the castle. You kidding me, man? That's an hour. An hour solo at 4 a.m. Let's play some games on the phone. Let's watch TV. Or let's just go to sleep, let's of course. Sleep. Let's, let's sleep, perhaps. Sleep until 5 a.m. and yeah. 6 a.m. Instead, yeah, I man. rode an exercise bike and watched uh, condensed versions of uh, several different basketball games. LeBron was really good. Oh, my God. That's a good dunk. basketball player. He's. It's ridiculous that he's still this good at so many things at this age. 
the last, what, four shots of that game that he made, including that ridiculous fadeaway, let alone the freight train dunk that I saw you tweet uh, as well, Lawrence. But he was just so good in every phase last night. It's, it's, it's absurd that he's still this good. Really. Did you guys – so he dunks on Kevin Love. His head gets to the rim, like rim height. It's an amazing thing to be averaging 38-6 and six in year 19 and – you know, have a shot if his the- team wasn't so crappy, we'd be talking about him as an MVP candidate. Yeah, Absolutely. At, at, and, it's, and it's never been done before in the history of the NBA to have this type of production in your 19th year. Like Kareem, I think, was 14 or 15 a game Man, in I, his 19th season, and that, LeBron's averaging 30. That's really, truth be told, that's the Kareem I remember. You know, I mean, I know he was better, obviously. But the Kareem of my basketball youth heyday was like, well, can't block the sky hook. Let him keep shooting that one for a while. Sure. While everybody else did the heavy lifting. I yeah. mean, just think about it. The last time LeBron averaged 30 was 2007. Wow. He's he needs he's remarkable. He's the T one thousand. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But did anyone like so so you see the dunk and then you see Kevin Love mess with him? And kind of, you know, get him into the headlock and kind of tackle him a little bit to the ground. I felt like Kevin Love went a little aggressive there. Like, maybe it's the guy with the bad back thinking that if someone who was 250 pounds hung on my neck like that, that I would snap in half like a twig. That's interesting. But, but could you have imagined if Kevin, like, I feel like LeBron thought Kevin Love was coming in for like a joke. Uh-huh. And Kevin Love was coming in for a joke, but he came in kind of aggressive. Imagine if that would have been the thing that ended LeBron's season. Oh, that's getting funny. tackled by Kevin Love like in an overly aggressive, playful manner. I had like Gus Farratt nailing his head into the wall. Flash. I, I think that's when you try to save a little face and show that you are, you know, you have a higher level of testosterone than the recent highlight might portray. You're like, oh, not only am I more physical and and, and aggressive and stronger than that highlight. We're also cool, me and him. He didn't put his nuts in my face on purpose. It was just happenstance, that kind of thing. I, I enjoyed it. That was the old school horseplay. That's what that was. <laughs> and and I like that. But with that, purpose. Sometimes that old school horseplay has a little, like, ah, I'm still tough. Remember me. Purpose to it. Oh, I, as a little brother. Yes. And a little brother. Yes. Um, I am very <laughs> much aware of that because, you know, I love sports and my brother was good at it, but he didn't love it the same way. So even though he's five years older than me, I got to be better than him uh-huh. fairly quickly. And Damn. then you would get reminded pretty quickly. Cause even now, like my brother's six, one dude, you know, and, and I'm barely five, nine. And occasionally you know, maybe you get a little harder foul uh-huh. when, you, when you come in there trying to, to, to lay the ball in, you, you get pushed around when you're on the dribble, talking junk to, to your big brother. And, and he's like, Oh, all right, let's see if you can get past me now when I'm trying. Yeah, man, that, that stuff never goes away. Like, I was just on vacation with my brother, and there was a moment where he was lying in this very placid water in the ocean, just relaxing with his eyes closed. And I was like, you know what? I'll just make sure he stays comfortable, and I'll I'll protect him. And then I did the same thing, and I'm like, he's going to come over here and dunk my ass in the water any second, isn't he? Like, those vibes never, ever go away. I mean, how old do I have to be to not feel like that dude's little brother? Never. I mean, it, it happens, Never. man. But oh. I, I enjoyed that they were doing that. And I also enjoyed that Kevin Love, like, immediately got up and started running back down the floor. Because 
you know that you've been posterized. There's not really anything that you can do. What what I thought was fascinating is that this morning ESPN showed that highlight back to back to back to back like Tom Amansky. Like they they showed it <laughs> like ten times, and then they were like, "Now let's look at let's look at the reaction of fans." So they show the dunk and like, here's Miles Garrett reacting to it. Miles Garrett ends up spilling a drink on his date to the game after the dunk. Here are some more fans. It was really, really hilarious the way that they ran it back. And I'm sure Kevin Love was just like, you know what? I'm not going to turn on the TV or go on the interwebs today because I'm the star of Twitter and you never want to be the star of Twitter. Yeah, because if it was, you know, if it was Javante Green or Zach Levine or something, they'd show the highlight once or twice. They would talk about the dunk. It'd be on SportsCenter Top 10, and they'd keep it moving. But LeBron programs a lot of hours nationally in our industry. Oh, yes, he does. This is an opportunity to dust off the top 10 LeBron dunks of all time. Yep. This is an opportunity to dust off the top 10 LeBron teammates of all time. The top 10 LeBron shoes of all time. You, you could actually even make it broader, the top 10 in-game dunks of all time. Yes. Because yeah, I, right. I immediately started thinking about Tom Chambers. That was immediate. Oh. I was like, yeah, man. That was akin to Tom Chambers Scott, dunking on Mark Jackson. Scotty on Pat Ewing. Oh, my God. The most disrespectful dunk in the of history all time. of so the great. NBA. Mm-hmm. Vince Carter in the Olympics. Yeah. yeah. That one had like a tragic end, though, right? Wasn't that like... Didn't that lead to to his depression? And I think there's a tragic end to oh, that story. That's too bad. Well, how about Benedict Matherin? It was a great dunk, though. It uh, was. It's one of the best dunks ever. Yeah. How about Benedict I Matherin? right over a seven-footer that was trying. Benedict in Matherin game. the other night for Arizona in the Sunday night game against TCU. Benedict oh, yeah. Matherin, you see that one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Sean Kemp and Chris Gatling. Oh, oh with the point. Let's Dr. go. Dr. NBA. Let's go. Look Chiming at the doctor. In. He's prescribing YouTube videos of, of excellent dunks for your afternoon. It's well the, done. The point is the best part. Like, the dunk is obviously disrespectful. But the point afterwards by Rain Man is a joy. He still might be my favorite dunker of all time, other than Mike. You know? I mean, it's just something about... His power. I, I, I heard, heard a caller talking this morning with uh, Mully and Hawes. They were talking about Kofi Coburn and like whether he's going to go pro or whether he'd come back and try to work on having a little bit of a pick-and-pop game, just like the tiniest little bit of a pick-and-pop game or that kind of thing. And a caller was saying, and he's right, that Kofi, Kofi doesn't dunk when he's three feet away from the rim. Yeah. And you remember how far away Shaq or Sean Kemp would be when they just decided – I'm in dunking territory. Like, they're 15 feet away, and they're like, raise arm and body and leap. Don't care who's in between. I'm in my dunk Or the guy that we're going to see tonight. Giannis is like that. Yes. Like, you'll see him drop step on the baseline and be like, how did he do that? Like, Mm. his arms just go gadget arms. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's how. His his arms just go on the length of the court. Yeah. Uh, It's funny you bring that up. I was watching the, uh, the games a few nights ago. Uh, with some buddies and a friend of mine who's a pretty casual sports fan, but was get, you know gets into the tournament. And he's like, he's like, Kofi is just like of the wrong era. Like if he would have been this size 20, 30 years ago, he would have been a Shaq like figure, right? I'm like, no, 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 that's, no, that's, no, that's no. disrespectful like, to to how good and athletic Shaq used to run we, the break. Right, exactly. We, yes. we, pull, we pulled up uh, Shaq LSU oh my highlight God. on YouTube, and it's, you know, 
breaking backboards, coast-to-coast dunks like you're talking about, Lawrence, running the break. And just like he was slender but cut and just could could take off from the elbow, it felt like. Right. It it, it was a different kind of athlete. It was like – explosiveness. Yes, yes. Like, Like Kofi is a giant brick house who could stand to play more powerfully, uh-huh. but because he's much bigger and stronger than everybody, it still is pretty damn effective. This, this is why everybody wanted Neon Boudot. You know what I mean? This is why... This is why he got the car. It's why yeah. he got the car. He didn't even want the car. And he didn't, didn't matter. They were just going to give it to him. Woo, woo, me- W-U, <sighs> woo, woo, W-U. Meanwhile, Matt Nover is getting, what, 150 in cash? He, he felt that a white blue chip I player... I a white blue chip athlete like myself... <laughs> Deserve something extra, thirty grand. Have having cash. I was tossing one of those gym bags you got. <laughs> tossing one of those gym bags. Just one, just one of those gym bags but, you got. Just bring it on over with a tractor. But that moment when Nick Nolte walks into the gym and sees, sees Neon Boudot in the tiny little ramshackle gym, that was all of us when we saw Shaq. The first time it was like, what? Who yeah. can do that? It's ridiculous. It, it didn't make any sense. No. It did. It did make any sense then, and really, like looking back on it, it doesn't make that much sense now because the guys that are like that, like like Joel Embiid, right, mm-hmm. could be that relative to his skill level and his size, but he shoots multiple threes a game, right. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's just a different era of the big man, which is why it's hilarious when Barkley and Shaq on TNT talk about Embiid. They get frustrated by him sometimes, but it's like, dude, he's he could win the MVP, and he is the most dominant big man. It's just a different game. Yes, but, think, but think about the perspective that those guys are talking about it from. Barkley was the most dominant big in the game, and he's 6'5". Like, he he's legitimately six five, and he used to dominate. Yeah, incredible. That's that's another guy who was who was special in that way in terms of the jumping and the the ferocity and the motor is is what did it. But like what Kofi reminds me of is not old school like eighties nineties centers. He reminds me of like eighties nineties power, power forward, hundred percent like Buck Williams. Yes. Yeah. But not his skill, because Buck was skilled. Buck, like he, Buck developed a jumper to last in the league. Even, you know, A.C. Green had to find a jumper eventually, you know, and he, have some sex eventually. Well, like, we that was a good idea. Do we know that? Or? I think he got married eventually. It just came up today, as a matter of fact. Do, do religious people have sex? That came up. The answer <laughs> was yes. yes. The answer is yes. yes. A whole yeah. lot of it. Yeah, yeah. The, the the answer wasn't do they. It, it, it that was not the question. Oh, okay. It was, it was is it appropriate to yeah. to bring up sex around, around oh, right. religious people? And you the ever, answer you I think ever is still yes. Been around any preachers' kids? Goodness gracious! Oh yeah, I saw Footloose. Yeah, man, troubles. Actually, there wasn't a preacher's kid, just the preacher in Footloose. I take it all back. Damn it! Take, Penalty take box, it guys, carry on. No, that's that's fine. <laughs> Uh, timeout. Oh. Give myself a timeout. <laughs> You're putting yourself in a timeout? <laughs> Why? Ed, but that joke you told yesterday doesn't put yourself in a timeout? That, that joke was a winner, and you know it. Speaking of that, okay. Lawrence. So wait, AC Green didn't get married till 2002? That is correct. Oh. So he, that man went a long time. Oh, my God. I know. As part of the Showtime Lakers. <laughs> that was gentlemen. weird. Dr. Buss, I want to talk to you about something. He sure. Come on into the hot tub. when he got married. Yeah. That's a lot of backup. <laughs> He was explosive. He was explosive after a while. Scary movie. The movie. (laughs) 
It's a lot of backup. And Lawrence, um, oh, sorry. <clears throat> why isn't hey, why isn't a uh, koala actually oh, considered for God a bear? Sakes. Do you know why it's not actually? <laughs> you know why a koala is not actually considered a bear? No, Speaks. Why is a koala not considered a bear? Because it doesn't have the qualifications. It just doesn't. Be more funny. Come on. Come on. Who is this for? <laughs> I actually I actually now want it every day. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Can every we do day. it at 157 on your time? <laughs> but then I'll disengage because that's what you got to do after a joke like that. You just got to run away. You know what's funny? Yeah, it was funny is that, is that I was at a birthday party with Ruben the other day, and all these kids were at Top Golf, and they're all playing at Top Golf for the birthday party. And this dude walks by with like a full set of clubs and says, excuse me, is this a birthday party? And he tells that joke to the kids and then he leaves. The koala joke? Yeah. And so the guy told that joke to the kids and I'm laughing. I'm like, wow, that dude needs kids. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't have a kid. So we stopped to tell that joke to, to the party full that of kids. That guy's probably a, a fantastic uncle, though. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's got to be a fantastic uncle. Just- yes. He's like, oh, there's my koala joke demographic. Uh, <laughs> Having a good time at Top Golf playing with their friends. Hey, kids, gather around. I've got one for these guys. They're going to love this. Wait till they get a load of me. Oh, man. All right, I know we're all over the place, but Texture says that Kofi Coburn reminds him of Mark Bryant. That's a good comp. That's a really good comp for the body shape, the body type. And sort of the, the skill set uh, around the rim. I saw Mark Bryant I, I in college. Think he'll, he was a beast. He'll, he'll end up on an NBA roster. I think he'll end up on one. I just don't think that I, – I don't think that he'll come even close to the type of impact that he's had in college. But he's the type of guy that I could see ending up on an on NBA roster and – and living there for a while, just kind of under the radar as a, mm-hmm. hey, man, we we have to deal with Giannis today, so we're going to just put this body on you, and we're going to use up those fouls. Yeah, like uh, like Joe Klein. You yes, know? or John Conkac. <laughs> oh, yeah. Conkac got paid. Though. That's why he was – I did a top five <laughs> today of uh, Hall of Famers at the bank, and John Conkac was on it. Was Chase Daniel on it? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, because I heard you talking about it, and, like – my sensibilities and yours are completely aligned on this, but do you remember the Kevin Fishbane piece in The Athletic on Chase Daniel that quoted his wife and talked about how he's kind of tortured by it all? And, like, he doesn't look at it that way. He believes that if he – that like, he they thought they were going to Philly, but it ended up being Nick Foles, and then Nick Foles cuts in for Carson Wentz, and so Nick Foles becomes Super Bowl MVP and the folk hero, and like they believe that that was their shot, and, and that he so badly wants to like he wants he to wants play. to prove himself. Yeah, like he played. It was always behind Drew Brees, and then Drew Brees never got hurt, and then he and then he started going other places, and then those guys never got hurt. Like so, like Chase Daniel believes, and his wife believes, and has apparently like seen him be mentally tortured by this. That like. He wants a shot. The preseason numbers say he should get a shot, but because of now age and size and younger and upside and all sorts of factors, it hasn't been there for him. So I, like, bet, I bet he's not tortured when he goes to the bank. I know, Lawrence. I know. I feel the same way. Like cry into your hundred dollar bills, you healthy big baby. You, uh, you, you're gonna escape the NFL without getting hurt. I know, but we're but like again, you like when I heard you do that. Topic, I'm like nodding. Yup, agreed, agreed, agreed. But I think 
we are putting our sensibilities on Chase Daniel. Like I don't I, I don't know that he views his career as some sort of overwhelming success he or, or fulfilling thing that's happened to him, which I, I, is, I think, I very interesting. It. I get it. I get the idea that you don't get to that point if you aren't a competitor. Clearly, he had a phenomenal college career. I get it. But you got to look at this as a, as a long play. And if I'm Chase Daniel, man, he's going to be making big money as an analyst or a coach. He, and he, he won't need to, and he frankly. Won't need L- like you, you, but it, it's not it's, just about the money to him. I, I, I know. You, you know? But, but, but I'm even looking at the quality of life. A bunch of these guys, the quality of their life is not great after playing a decade or more of football or, you know, a year of professional football. He's going to walk away scot-free with $50 million dollars. And then a career after that that could go on for decades because he's smart and he's entertaining and people like him. So whether he goes into onto the broadcasting side or the coaching side, the man is going to have his money. He can succeed. And if he wants to channel all that into coaching and become one of those crazy competitive coach guys, he can do it that way. Well, on the, but look at what you got, brother. Brother, you got $50 million and you're not hurt. And the other thing is, like, if you really care about doing a good job and being a good person, he might genuinely be that guy who is a phenomenal tutor in the quarterback room, like a great practice squad quarterback. That's what everybody says about Right? A terrific teammate, and he might actually, wait for it, find value in in, farm th- and fleet? in those oh, roles please. in his life, you know, some people yes. uh, enjoy doing that and and actually helping the machinery, if, even if you're not the guy. There, no, th- again, there's no question, and he's had an incredible career, and yeah. I'm with you on the legend at the bank stuff. I just, I, I, I that piece was so good because I've been, t- I've been telling that Chase Daniel joke for forever because he it was the same thing in Kansas City, and my co-host wa- was a diehard Mizzou fan. He's like his favorite athlete of all time. But it's but he he's tortured by it. He thought he should have been Nick Foles, which is a weird thing to think that you should be. Um, but anyway, we've got. I wonder. I wonder if that would be satisfying enough. Like not the Nick Foles total career, but the Nick Foles moment where you come in and save the team when the starters hurt. You win the Super Bowl and Super yes. Bowl MVP. Yes. Yes. Would that have been enough? To satiate, you know what? I did it at the highest level, and I got paid. When you're done, the, when you're done and out of it, I guarantee it's enough. Well, right, and the the story was written after that. Like, it, it, I I'm, I'm gonna pull it up again. It was it was really really good because it, it and it quoted Chase Daniels' wife saying, "We were watching that, and we were happy for Nick, but I couldn't stop thinking that that should have been us." Wow, and that's just got to be a crazy thing. Like that, you're like thinking like, I worked out there. I know the coach. I know the offense. They chose him over me, but like I know I was the second choice. He gets in and he does exactly what I think I would have done if I would have been given the chance. And then he's a legend and they build a statue for him and the memes and the money and the accolades and the Super Bowl MVP, man. Like your Super Bowl MVP, it's a short list. You know, there's 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 Hall of Famers who have never been Super Bowl MVP. And so, like, being able to prove yourself in that moment, I would imagine to a competitor like that uh, would have been worth it. But Hall of Famer at the bank. Open up the checking account. Hall of Famer at the bank. I'm with you. I'm with you. Hey, Lawrence. Uh, um, First ballot. Wait wait till you hear what Danny told our guest at 3 o'clock. It's 
It is remarkable. Who's I, the guest at three o'clock? Mike Singletary. Oh Lord. Um, yeah. And wait, it's Literally. like I, I'm just amazed that it was. I may, actually, maybe I was the guy to say it. Now that I think about it, you but did you tell up. him that he was the worst linebacker of the three? I, you know, I didn't. I didn't bring that up. As a matter of fact, that okay. didn't. That didn't come up. Next time, we'll call you in. You could. You could deliver that because you know <laughs> he was. Did, why, did why, you, why, why you got to put down our guests? Did, did you tell him? Did you tell him that that if you took the eleven guys off that starting defense, that he might be the ninth guy pick? Didn't why bring gotta, that up. Why you got to bring down our guests? No, we didn't. <laughs> You know, what we did tell him is that if I had Hamp and McMichael, you know, eating up blockers in front of me, that I could have had 130 tackles well, in well, 1985. Well, yeah, I mean, his job was easy. I, I did, I did for possible. six months sit next to Dan Hampton. So oh, oh, yeah. one one could speculate that what I just said <laughs> may not have been what Lawrence Holmes thinks, but maybe yeah. what other people have said. Yeah. Yeah. Other people, though. I don't know who those might other be. Other people. Yeah. I'll say that sitting next to Hamp allowed me to get into other rooms with other people that might have been on that team. Interesting. Can you confirm the monkey driving the limo quote? Can you confirm that for me? I can neither confirm nor deny it. Okay, because that was was about Jim McMahon. I'm just saying that I've been in some of those rooms, and I've heard some things. (laughs) You want to trash our 440 guest, too? Who you got? Who you got? Joe Cowley. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no. Say a bad word about Cowley, I dare you. Oh, Cowley Island, man. That's the that's my brother right there. Yeah, well, yeah I thought so. Man, Joe beat cancer twice. Right. Because nothing's tougher than Joe. Well, actually, and the truth <laughs> is that, that bad words about Cowley are easy. You he, know what I mean? He eats that up, yeah. man. Like he likes it. He loves it. He he's here for he's out here dunking on trolls and people who have podcasts and stuff on, on Twitter mm-hmm. every night. Joe will tell you they eat because he hunts. You tell, tell him you. That I said that. He will tell you. Yeah, he has no problem pointing out. That's right. Everyone in the Bulls verse eats because Joe Cowley is out there hunting. If if Joe Cowley wasn't there, we would know nothing about what these guys say into microphones with all those other reporters. You damn right. We'd have we'd have no idea. Put some <laughs> respect on that man's name. So that's the show today. Mike Singletary at 3, Joe Cowley at 440. Plenty of Bulls, plenty of baseball. Games are being played for the Cubs and the Sox. We have sound from it. And big news about one of our score teammates that we will get to as well. So big day today, Lawrence. All right, boys, have yourselves a show. I'll see you tomorrow. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.